Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Rebound, score! Yamamoto digging away at the right pad. Big hit by Kyler Yamamoto. He's flat Lucas Carlson. Kyler Yamamoto in the slot. Bangs at home. Score again. Kyler Yamamoto. We're a really good team and um, you know we know that and I'm um, just trying to go out there and show that every game. That is Kyler Yamamoto. He's going to join us in 39 seconds time here on Oilers Now. We'll also have Matthew Robertson from the Edmonton Oil Kings. Uh, their team captain. They had their season cut short leading the Eastern Conference in standings. we got a ton of text to get to on our Ashley Fine Floors text line as well. We remind you that the second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline and welcome back to the show a guy that really came into his own this season and, frankly, uh, helped uh, jumpstart the Edmonton Oilers hockey team uh, with his arrival. Uh, the Oilers going 16-7-4 since his recall, his first game played, was on December 31st. Kyler, it's Bob. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Just self-quarantining. Uh, um, you know, just hanging out. But it's been good so far. Are you back in Spokane? Are you in Edmonton? Where are you at right now? Uh, I'm still uh, in Edmonton, actually. Um, I thought about going home, but uh, I was talking to my parents, and I guess Washington State, uh, where I'm from, is actually really bad for um, this coronavirus right now. So um, they were like, you should just stay there for a little bit and just see where everything kind of goes. Yeah, they got, there was one specific uh, old age home, I believe in Bellevue, in which over 40 people had passed away from that. So. They were one of the initial sort of hot spots for it right now. So being a younger guy, I mean, you, you got to be flexible. And man, you've been you've been everywhere over the course of the last you know three seasons. If you factor in, you know the the world. I think you played for five different teams a couple of seasons ago. You battled through some injury. Um, there, there's an old saying: whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. 
Uh, and yeah. here you are, you establish yourself this year, and then you get the the, the rug kind of yanked from underneath. How you know is it frustrating, or do you do you have to have a a bigger view of things right now, given the pandemic? Uh, definitely a bigger view. Um, you know this this is uh, something that uh, this is my first for sure, and I'm sure it's first for all. But you know, I think that a lot of people, uh, you know, we need to take care of ourselves. Um, you know, this is a very big thing, and um, I think what we're doing right now is, uh, you know, very good. Obviously, it's frustrating. Um, you know, we want to be playing, uh, but you know, I think we need to take uh, take care of ourselves first for sure. Are you able to work out? Uh, yeah, I am. I've uh, been getting some at home workouts uh, from Chad. Uh, Drummond, so um, you know he's been helping me out a lot, and uh, you know I've been trying to stay in shape. So it's uh, you know it's definitely a process, but it's uh, it's a good one so far. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Chad Drummond worked me out back in the spring of 2007. <laughs> I've been I've been permanently known as the before photo, not the after photo for the first <laughs> body by Bennett. But uh, uh, I, I, I mean, it's. I mean, you guys can't skate anywhere, can you? So you're sort of you're sort of stuck just doing. Uh, you know, do you, do you have a bike or something in the house, or or, or in your condo, or what do you got going on there? Oh uh, yeah, so I actually uh, just a few days ago, um, I just went and picked up a bike um, from the facility. So um, I got that in my place right now. So I've been riding that um, every day. Um, just trying to yeah. stay in shape and whatnot. And then I picked up a couple dumbbells, um, do some lunges and stuff like that, kind of around the house, um, you know, stay in shape. All right, interesting. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you take a look back at what you accomplished over the course of the, the three months since you came up here and just kind of, I mean, it couldn't have gone much better. They, they, they put you, for the most part, with Leon Settle and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and uh, you just kind of clicked, and the coach obviously believed in you right from the first game. He added you out there with the empty net at the end of the game. It's kind of wild how it all changed for you, didn't it? Oh, my. Unbelievable. Well, you know, coming up my first years, uh, you know, not how not how I expected it, um, that's for sure. But coming back up and, you know, being able to play with those two guys, just being more comfortable around the guys, uh, I think just maturing just a little bit, you know, down in the AHL, it definitely helped me out a lot. Um, you know, this was, this year was a dream come true. Just being able to play with those two, um, you know, and being able to click with them right off the hop. Um, I know my first two years, I was trying to do all those things, but uh, they just weren't going. Um, and, you know, obviously, I I couldn't score my first year, which was definitely um, you know a struggle. Um, you know, wish I would have done, done some things a little bit different, but um, you know, it worked out. Um, you know, in the end, so um, you know, really happy about that. And, um, hopefully we can keep things going. You know, what's interesting, Kyler, is Leon Dreisaitl, if you looked at the caliber of opportunities he had in his first year in the NHL, which would have been the 2014-15 season, mm -hmm. he was quite unlucky not to have had six to ten more points in those first yeah, 37 right. games. And I think of, your, you know, you starting the year with the team both years, and frankly, and I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not, playing Pollyanna or being super positive here. I'm just being realistic. If you look at the opportunities that you had, you were unlucky not to have finished more. And yeah. uh, and it kind of makes you wonder what could have happened. So maybe you're one of those believers that everything happens for a reason. Why do you think it, you know, was? do you think maybe you've done less and as a result gotten more results? You give the puck up quicker, uh, you know, a little bit more read and react game. When you're playing with Leon Ryan and Ryan Nugent Hopkins, what do you think exactly it is, Kyler? Uh, I think it's uh, a little bit, 
you know, but I mean, playing with those two, anytime you can get the puck to them, something good's going to happen. Um, figure that out from game one, playing with them. Um, but I think, honestly, this year, it's just played with more confidence. Uh, you know, if I can make a play, make it. Um, you know, I'm, I know my first years, obviously, I wanted to get those guys up more. But it was like every time I got the puck, I wasn't even trying to look a play for myself. If they were had two guys on them, I was like, I gotta give it to them. They're gonna they're gonna make a better play than me. So, but this year, I kind of just went in there and I was, like, you can make plays, um, you know, just as capable as them. Um, but if it's there to give them the puck, then give it to them. But if not, then you know, take it on yourself. Try to make some plays. Be confident with it. And so I think that was for me um, this year, and that it taught me a lot down in the AHL. Um, you know that you got to do that too. So I think going down really helped me out a lot um, you know, on that aspect. Was Brapp alone uh, a good guy for you down there? Oh, he was the best. Um, you know, one of the best role models I think I'll ever have. Uh, you know, it's early in my career, but, you know, him just kind of him taking me under his wing, um, you know, helped me out a lot. Uh, I learned how to be a pro um, with him, how to take care of yourself, um, you know, kind of everything just like that. On the road, I would room with him. Um, in Bakersfield, I lived five houses down. Um, from where me and the guys lived. Um, so he was a huge um, role model for me down there, helped me out a lot, and you know, couldn't thank him enough. Uh, the fact that Ethan Bear had some success at the start of the year here, and then you and Caleb came up, I mean, you take some pride in the fact that you guys all sort of rose through the Oilers' ranks? Oh, oh it's, it's awesome. You know, anytime you see one of the boys going up, um, you know, everyone's so excited for you. And even uh, Patrick Russell, um, you know, came up this year. He was down there last year with us. Uh, you know, it just show, it just makes you want to, if you're down in big, so it just makes you want to work even harder just to, you know, come up to the big club with those guys. Um, since you've played so much hockey with them, you just want to make it to the best level um, with them. And, you know, having those two guys, three guys, um, you know, it's awesome to have. You know, there's somebody who's your age to talk to, so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's been a really fun ride with them, and um, you know, hopefully we can keep going. Kyler Yamamoto joining us right now in Oilers. Now, Kyler, I got to ask you this. I mean, you're you're a competitive player, uh, which often means you you can surprise guys when you physically engage with them on the ice. Did anybody ever during the course of you uh, you know the three months that you've been up this year has anybody sort of chirped you after you've popped them pretty good or got inside on them and knocked them off the puck or made you chuckle a bit with a, a, a shot that was it, it could be PG thirteen, but is there there are a couple guys yeah. that were pretty funny with you? Oh my gosh! I had one um, actually in Montreal with Max Domi. I was like, I was on the ice and I was like, "Wow, this guy might actually might murder me tonight." Uh, I don't know what I was doing. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't playing the best, but I saw it was like a whistle, and I was kind of skating uh, past the goalie to the left corner, and Domi was coming uh, to the right towards the net in the corner, and I saw him out of the corner of my eye with this stick, um, like like uh how do i put it like holding it like it was he was about to cross check me i saw him so i kind of dipped my shoulder like just like a little bit so i like didn't go unbalanced uh, right as i did i went through a stick turns right around i'm staying on the ice with him comes up to the up to the draw and he goes you want it hey you want it looks at me he's like laughing He's like, yeah, this will be so fun. I'm going to absolutely smash your face in. It's going to be so much fun. Just starts laughing. I was like, nope, I'm all right. I'm good. <laughs> I'm just going to keep playing. 
Well, he dropped Ryan Kessler a couple seasons ago, and uh, they got a couple guys there. Domi and Gallagher, I might think twice about it. Brendan's dad might have been pound for pound the toughest guy in the city of Edmonton in the late 1980s, so uh, keep that in mind. What was your favorite goal that you scored? I, the one that made me laugh was the goal in Calgary in, in that electrifying game in which you guys set an ups enough and you chased David Riddick and then Cam Talbot made an ill-fated decision. He's lucky to have survived that with Mike Smith, but uh, <laughs> I remember the reaction after you scored the goal. Uh, that had me chocolate up top. But did you have a couple of favorites this year? Uh, honestly, probably that Calgary. Anytime you could score during Calgary, um, you know, just a rival- rivalry. Um just makes it that much better uh, and you know being able to score that first or yeah that first goal I think um, you know it was awesome being able to sell it uh, in front of all the Calgary fans it was just awesome were you uh, what were you thinking as you're watching things unfold on the ice with Cam Talbot and Mike Smith that night oh my I couldn't believe it that so that's my first ever goalie fight I've ever witnessed like um, in person and being able to see that I was just like there's no way like that actually happened still um, in today's game, and seeing that I was just like, "This is awesome! I can't wait to play more of these games." <laughs> well, hopefully we get the chance. Uh, you know, are you a guy that thinks you need a lot? Like, if we do say get back up and playing, and I think we have to be pragmatic at this stage. You know, it's it's not going to happen yeah. probably in April. Well, it's definitely not happening in April. Probably not happening in May. Uh, how quickly do you think you can get back at, uh, up and at him if uh, if the you know if we say had an abbreviated regular season or more theoretically probably you know a playoff? How long? How much time do you think you would need in terms of a training camp to get going? Um, that's a good question. I mean, I'm not I'm not too sure. I mean, everyone's kind of um, going through the same stuff, so kind of all um, I would say even um, you know the fitness standpoint and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. I'd probably say. You would need at least a week, maybe two. Um, yeah, that's big, like just jumping right back into it, I think, and, um, you know, starting playoffs um, again, you know. So I'm, I'm not too sure. Um, this is a, technically my first full year in the league, so uh, not even first full year, uh, but, like, where I've stayed up. So it's kind of hard for uh, me to say I'm kind of new to this. Um, but, you know, I'm sure all the other guys, um, you know, definitely have their opinion. All right, Connor, uh, we're going to have some fun with this to close out. Connor Yamamoto from the Edmonton Oilers. So, you know, your life has been altered significantly here. Uh, I, I'm just, I, I got to ask you, what are you, are you watching anything on Netflix? Uh, I know a lot of people are in a Tiger King. Uh, I, I'm kind of a mind hunter slash Ozark guy, but uh, I'm just wondering what you're in a, what have you, what have you been watching these days or what have you been reading uh, these days to kind of make up for your time? Yeah, so I actually, uh, I did watch that Tiger King. I actually thought it was uh, really fascinating. I got some of my opinions on that, but uh, that was a really good show. Really liked that. Um, I've been doing a couple puzzles um, with my girl and my brother, um, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm glad they actually they were able to come up. Um, and then I've been playing a little bit of Xbox. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of a, kind of an Xbox guy, but um, you know, watching, just kind of hanging out. Um, trying to find things to do around the house that don't make you too bored too quick so um yeah all right well thank you for doing the interview we look forward to seeing you get back on the ice at some point down the road uh and uh and hopefully we'll see each other soon thanks for your time all right connor thank you yep thank you but yep thank you that is connor 
Yamamoto, and I mean that. I, I'm looking forward to, I think we're all looking forward to getting things uh, back up again. We have to be pragmatic. It's We're not in a short-term situation here, unless you're talking the long play. But uh, nonetheless, what a story this year, and what a, just what an impact he made. And I, I talked to a couple NHL head coaches in the last week and a half, and they both said the same thing. I asked them point blank. Is Connor Yamamoto a top six NHL forward? Both guys, both in the Western Conference, neither with Edmonton, both said absolutely 100%. Kyler Yamamoto is a top six NHL forward, and what an impact he made uh, playing with Leon Dreisettle and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. 120 in Edmonton. We got to get to a ton, and I mean a ton of your texts coming up on Oilers Now when we return. Hi, this is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Thank you, Connor. Welcome back. I tell you, Connor Yamamoto, Brendan, you were just saying he's pretty well-spoken, isn't he? Yeah, definitely. Uh, he seems more comfortable, I think, is how I would put it, than he did when he first came up and started having the spotlight on him a bit. I don't mind saying this. Uh, I think American players are conditioned to, and maybe it's something that, USA Hockey has done, but I think they show more of their personality. I think that, uh, you know, Canadians are a little bit more reserved at times, and, and some Canadian players don't want to upset or offend anybody. Uh, but you know what? Moving forward in the business, it, it, where you are in the entertainment business, and I wonder if, you know, and the lines of communication over the course of this week have been unbelievable. The orders have supplied a lot of players. Um uh, Who's all? So Dreisaitl did Monday. Clefbaum uh, went today. Uh, Nugent Hopkins went a couple days ago. Alex Jason. Uh, we had Dave Tippett as well. So those were the five main guys. I know Reed's had Caleb Jones on, and Matt Benning's been made available, and Connor Yamamoto just joined us right now. During the season, the Oilers Now Injury Report is brought to you by James H. Brown Injury Lawyers. Uh, Jim Brown. Uh, was once a member of the Edmonton Oil Kings organization. We'll have the Oil Kings Matt Robertson coming up. Trent Brown with James H. Brown was an all-star safety in the CFL who's part of the 93 Great Cup team, one of the greatest athletes that the U of A ever produced. And uh, they just want to wish you and yours the best out there dealing with these difficult times. And a reminder, if accidents happen, visit jameshbrown.com. All right, we got a ton of texts. And I mean a ton of text. Big Wally has texted the show to say, Bob, there's no better series than Lillehammer. That's Lillehammer starring Stephen Van Zam. Totally hilarious, bashing stereotypes and political correctness. Keep the faith with the winners today. You know what? I might have to take that one on. Might have to take that one on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Herm has texted the show to say, Bob, Disappointing that we're not talking playoffs and what teams are playing each other. I mean, think about this. This is actually, Brendan, you know what? If we were still up and playing right now instead of in the pause, do you know who would have been hosting the show today? You, which many would say is, would have been a good thing. <laughs> but uh, I would have been flying with the Oilers at 2 o'clock today to, to uh, Calgary for the final Battle of Alberta game tomorrow. Mm. Anyways, back to Herm. His text says, disappointing that we're not talking playoffs uh, how about creating some real junior hockey controversy? Why not have the two teams for Canada in World Juniors? One team of what we have today, 
mostly, or one team would be major junior players, another team of top junior A players uh, in Canada, and there are Canadian players in NCAA as well. Put one team in one pool and another team in another pool. Your thoughts from Herm. Herm, that's a really good idea with absolutely zero chance of happening. Uh, each country gets one term. That's uh, one team. That's how we... That, I mean, Brendan, you're a guy that watches uh, the Alberta Junior Hockey League. How do you think a team of Canadian Junior A players with a couple of NCAA guys, because there wouldn't be that many that would be... Um, yeah, most of the kids now go to the NCAA at 19, but how do you think they'd uh, do against a, a team collectively majority of the, the players come from major junior the two team candidates in that scenario <laughs> yeah they, there's there's a reason that there's junior a and then there's major junior i mean you get some excellent talent coming out of junior a you get more excellent talent coming out of major junior so if somebody's watched that uh, you know you, you might be able to assemble a top line or two from the aj that could go against a major junior all-star squad but not much more than that uh, this text comes in uh, from JJ on the Rock. Bob, I didn't have a clue that Kyler Yamamoto would be as impactful as he was. Also seems to be one hell of a person from JJ on the Rock. Well, there was a guy in late October that said if the Oilers continue to get a lack of productivity from their deaf players, they have to consider fast-tracking Kyler Yamamoto up here. And I received a wide red uh, well, not widespread, but some criticism for having that take. And it was partially justified on what I saw to Yamamoto in his two previous stints. He was unlucky not to have contributed more. Now, did I think that he'd have 26 points in 27 games and go plus 17, and the team goes 16, 7, and 4 in 27 games with him in? Not quite that. But I'll tell you right now, I did think he'd be capable of having, say, 20 points in 27 games. Again, he was unlucky to have not cashed in a little bit more uh, a little bit earlier on in his career in his two stints in Edmonton. Similar to what happened to Leon Dreisaitl, the 37 games that he played uh, back in the 14-15 season. Do not forget Leon's final game. He was the Oilers' best player in a loss in Calgary on New Year's Eve. Had a couple of assists in that game. Uh, was chosen second star in the building. And then was sent back to junior as uh, a deal was facilitated to move him from Prince Albert to Kelowna for Kelowna's Memorial Cup run, which, by the way, Drysaddle ended up being the MVP of both the WHL playoffs and the Memorial Cup that year. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell from the Edmonton Oil Kings' Matthew Robertson up next on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.